Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. The Mind Aware 300. Well, it starts with you feeling good. So excited to have 15 to 30 minutes of just pure fun right now. This is going to be good. Yay! I love that. (laughs) Oh, that sounds nice. I'd like that. I'll mm. get that for myself right now. Be perfect every minute of every day. Never have another drop of sugar. Because I think if you say that to people, everybody's going to freak out. Hi, Dana. It's great to see you. I mean, not see you, but be with you today. <laughs> what I found to be the secret. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be great? I love it. You know, when you're clear, what you choose to show up in your life will and only to the extent that you're clear. That's the amazing capacity of the human mind. Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. So, Would it surprise you to hear that you have more power over your experience than you think? Let that sink in for a minute. You have more power over your experience than you think, than you realize, right? So what does that mean and how can you use that to your advantage? How can you make a shift in the way you walk in the world so that you realize that you're more powerful than you think over any situation. I don't care what's happened in your life. Well, you're going to love this guest I've got today. Oh, my gosh, you're going to just love this because we're going to have the most dynamic, awesome talk. No pressure, Dr. Leah. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with Dr. Leah Weiss. She is the author of Heart at Work. And we're going to talk about how you can change your experience just by being more mindful paying attention to how you think, realizing the power you have right between your ears. Hi, Dr. Leah. How are you? Hi, Dana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just delighted to be with you today. Yeah, I'm psyched because, you know, this is one of my favorite topics in all the world to talk about this. So that's a pretty bold statement that we started out with, saying that you have more power than you realize or you have more power than you think. What do you mean by that? So we're in a fascinating time right now where the research is catching up with what people have known for thousands of years, that it pays to invest in how we perceive the world, right? This is the fundamental principle of all the world wisdom traditions. But part of what's so fascinating is that we're in a time when we have research that can help show how this happens. So I can give you one one example. A colleague at Stanford in the psychology department, Dr. Ali Crum, she does work on how we can leverage the placebo effect. And here's an example of one of her studies. When she was studying at Harvard, she interviewed and did some research with a bunch of women who work to clean hotels. And she tells half of the group, you 
women are amazing. You are in the unique, pretty much, situation in our world right now where you are exceeding the Surgeon General's recommendations for movement every day just by doing your job. The rest of us are sitting at computers all day long, but you are moving, and this is amazing for your health, and told them how and why that was the case. Then the other half of the group doesn't get this message. Fast forward weeks later, the group who was reveling in how great it was that they were getting this exercise, didn't change anything about the work they were doing, didn't start going to the gym, nothing else. Their biomarkers were different from the other group. Their waist-to-hip ratio went down. They had their blood work came back differently. And it just goes to show when I had lunch with Ali um, some months ago, and I was asking her, what is the punchline of all of this? And to hear this hotshot young professor say, we construct our experience. We bring so much more to it than we realize. And I was like, yes, that's what I've been studying and teaching in my work too. And I love that you have the biomarkers behind what you're doing because it just helps everyone understand that this isn't just in our heads. It's not just in our productivity metrics, in our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the part that's exciting for me, too. And I want to go back to the very first sentence that you said when we started this. You said the research is catching up. And I think that that's the part that makes this a really exciting time to live. I didn't mention earlier But Dr. Leah Weiss is a lecturer at Stanford, and a lot of the studying that's being done in this particular area, whether it's positive psychology or cognitive behavioral studies, a lot of this is being done at Stanford. And so it is. It's exciting to think. And I want to just synopsize what you said. What it sounds like you're saying then from this study or from the work you're doing or your book is that what we think matters, because what we think determines how our bodies react, how we act, the results we're getting. So let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit more about the power of thought. Absolutely. Well, and I think this speaks to why your work is so powerful, that you are making accessible what researchers are trying to understand better. You're making the tools and techniques available to people so they can start benefiting from them today, which I love. I'm such a big fan of your work. Thank thank you. So, you know, this framing piece is so interesting. So I remember I was, um, I have three young kids. And when I was pregnant, they're all six and under. It's total mayhem, which luckily I love chaos. So (laughs) it works for me. When I was pregnant with the youngest, I um, had a really stressful period of time at work. And I was kind of doing one of those things where I was stressing about the stress. Is this hurting my baby? You know, how can I? I was sort of piling on. And I had the opportunity to talk to Dr. Kelly McGonigal, who I work with at the Compassion Center. And she was doing her research at that time about how the way we frame our stress. So if we see it as a problem, then it becomes biologically a problem. If we see stress as our body's way to get ready and prepare for challenges, then it's not a problem for our bodies. And that really helped me when I was talking to her about this, that she was like, you know, the stress you're experiencing, yes, it's stress, but this isn't the kind of thing that's going to make your baby's life 
worse for all eternity. And, and it really gave me pause for considering the language I use in my day to day about how stressed am I? How busy am I? And being much more aware of communicating, not from a place of scarcity, but from a place of what I could take responsibility for and the default negative language and thinking to apply my mindfulness and self-compassion to rejiggering that process. You know, I've got to tell you something. I don't even know if you realize you did it or if it's just second nature, but you open that whole section by saying, it's a good thing I love chaos, so it works for me. And then you went on to explain how wording is important and how what you think about is important. And it's really true. You, know, We have a saying that you've probably heard me say before, which is the problem is not the problem. The problem is that you keep thinking about and talking about the problem. And it really applies to what you just said. We, I want to use that word again that you used. You said reframe. So what you're saying is it's not so much about what you're experiencing it's more about how you're talking about what you're experiencing. So it's not the stress that's the problem. It's the way you're thinking and talking about the stress that's the problem. So I heard you mention two tools as a way to kind of turn it around. The first one is mindfulness, which makes a, a lot of sense, you know, being aware and paying attention to how am I talking about this. And the other one you said was self-compassion. Mm. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Mm -hmm. So the self-compassion piece it piggybacks on the mindfulness because we have to be aware of our own suffering so that we can apply self-compassion instead of what many of us have as a default is self-criticism. So one of the things that I think is so interesting is, is how helpful it is to remember this is a practice. It's a process. So I can, you know, look at and use your mantra of the day and that will help me, but it doesn't mean I won't slip into some of my negative thinking. But what I can do when I realize I have is use the mantra again or be a friend to myself and be like, you know what? I've had 39 years of beating up on myself. It's going to be a process to deal with that. And I can recognize it. See, it's just a thought. This is just a thought. It's not the truth and move on, which seems really consistent with what you're trying to help people train with. And is that correct? Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's This is so simpatico, the stuff you're talking about. It's so obvious that we're kind of part of the same vortex of, you know, thinking and, and this thing. And, and it's an exciting time to be alive because at just the reason you said there's so many people on so many fronts now realizing that this is important. The way you think is important. The way you frame things, it's important. Being present, being mindful. The things that we consider important, like what kind of car I drive, is nothing compared to the thoughts you're thinking in your head on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's great. Key word that you said here is in self-compassion and in being mindful is practice. I think what happens is sometimes when people first learn about this, they start to use the fact that they're not being mindful as just another way to be up on themselves. Yeah. Or the fact that they had a negative thought. Now, oh, I had a negative thought. Now there's just one more reason to beat up on myself. And so this kind of, a, let's call it a one-two punch that you've got of being mindful but then having compassion. And practicing, giving yourself time. Do you have anything else that you've used? Because obviously you have a busy life with kids and the work you're doing at Stanford and you've got a new book out and you've got all of your side business. How do you manage to 
stay more centered on a day-to-day basis. Can you give people any advice for doing that? Yes. Um, well, you know, one of the tools um, that I think is so important is humor. And uh, within 10 seconds of connecting with you, we were laughing. You just, you know, I feel like that's one of the pieces of this puzzle, the secret sauce that, you know, the wise people in our world laugh. They are joyful. It doesn't mean everything's easy and there's nothing challenging for them or the people around them. So incorporating joy and bringing a smile or at least um, one of the practices I found so helpful, I took as my mindfulness practice to notice every time I'd walk into a room, what was the expression on my face? And I, oh, I had this default sort of scowl. It was terrible. But it was so interesting when I started experimenting with just making more of a neutral or a, a smile, not like a creepy smile, but, you know, just like a friendlier facial expression when I entered rooms and it changed dynamics immediately. And it was just such a simple attention thing um, that then the people who saw me walking in had a different first reaction of me. And their response to me was different than if I walked in with a scowl, which then they assume is about them. And then I'm reading their fear of me off of them. And it's all reaffirming the whole drama, which nothing happened. All that happened is I walked in the room. So that's an easy one. You don't even have to sit and develop a meditation practice. Just each time you enter a situation, what are you bringing physically and emotionally and, for lack of a better word, energetically to it? Yeah, I'm telling you, Leah, this is so cool because I've never heard, I mean, you can't imagine the number of interviews I've done, and I've never heard anybody give that as a suggestion to pay attention to your expression. And it's so powerful that is so powerful people uh, you're right they react to you based on your expression they judge you and i played with it a little bit about walking into a room because i tend to have really big energy and so sometimes i can go into a room and i cannot be very aware of what's going on and i can just like crush the energy that's in there so it's been my practice to just be mindful of my energy before i walk in but expression is even better it's so good because So many times people are not aware that they're not smiling or that they're not smilers or that they're not even neutral. And just to bring that one practice to awareness, you could really seriously impact the relationships you have with other people, whether it be socially or in your business. You might find if you do this one thing, just listen to what Dr. Leah is saying here. (laughs) Do this one thing and it might seriously impact your business dramatically. So very, very good tip. I love it. I'm having fun. I have to tell you where to go because we're going to take a quick break here. For those of you that don't know, the Mind Aware Show, we do our taping live on Facebook every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So right now we're going to take a break. We're going to check in with our Facebook audience because, you know, this is your opportunity. If you want to come over and ask questions or say hi or, you know, any of that good stuff, you can do it right here on Facebook before this comes out on the iTunes podcast. For those of you that are just tuning in, we're having an awesome conversation with Dr. Leah Weiss. She's the author of Heart at Work, but I want to give you the website here so you can check it out. The website is Leah, L-E-A-H, Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, author.com. LeahWeissAuthor.com. Go check out her book, Hard at work. You'll see too, there's a place where you can enter your name and email address to connect because I think you can see she's doing some really exciting work and really on the, the front lines of where the research is being done. So we'll take a break 
and we will be right back to talk more about how you have more power over your experience than you realize. Be right back. What's going on with you? You seem so up all the time, and your business is on fire. What are you doing? I started Train Your Brain You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at trainyourbrainu.com, and that's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person. It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? Trainyourbrainu.com. That's trainyourbrainu, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. And we're having such an interesting chat. You know, we live in an exciting time where research is catching up with what many people have believed. And, you know, this has been on the spiritual fronts, and there's a lot of talk about law of attraction and things that are going on in the world now. But part of the reason I got interested in this, and I, I think it sounds to me like Dr. Leah is of like mind here, is that this really goes to show that it's in the physical. We're built for this. Our brains are built for this. This doesn't have to be thought of as something woo-woo or out there. Not that we don't like woo-woo. I love woo-woo. I don't know. I can't speak for Dr. Leah here, but I love it. <laughs> but, but this is about the time that we're living in now. We're really starting to understand that the way you think makes a difference. You have more power over your experience than you realize. And I'm here talking to Dr. Leah Weiss. I want to give you her website. She's the author of Hard at Work, and the website is Leah Weiss Author, L-E-A-H-W-E-I-S-S, Author, A-U-T-H-O-R. Go over and connect with her. Check out her book, Hard at Work. She's not only uh, author of Hard at Work, but she's a lecturer at Stanford. So she's right there where a lot of the cutting-edge research is being done and I seem to we struck a chord talking to the Facebook audience about all of these different things we're learning and so maybe that's what we'll do right now if you don't mind Dr. Leah let's come back in and do you want to talk about a study Mm -hmm. that would maybe surprise us so here is one of my favorite studies um, also from Alia Crum uh, the psychology professor at Stanford who has been looking into in her research career if we have a placebo effect How can we leverage it, which is a brilliant take on placebo. So this study, which you can look up um, because it got a lot of media attention when it came out, the milkshake study, and I love this one. So one milkshake, vanilla milkshake picture, you know, it goes in a lovely cup. You tell one half of the room, this is a diet shake. It's your meal replacement if you have this Every morning, pounds are just going to pour off of you. It's got 160 calories. It's a light, healthy shake that's going to start your day right. Tell the other half of the room, this is indulge. This is your go-to shake for a treat when you're out to celebrate. It's got 600 and some odd calories in it. And all, and they both groups drink the milkshake. And she studied afterwards, she took samples 
of their blood and saw that ghrelin, the hunger hormone, was three times lower in the group that had been told it was an indulgent shake. So they stayed full longer. Their bodies literally responded differently to the same exact milkshake. And the group that got told this is light and healthy, well, they were hungry again sooner and their their bodies responded accordingly. It's just a profound example of how our minds impact our biology moment by moment. And, you know, I can juxtapose this with a conversation I had. I work at the Compassion Center at Stanford where we study how to prime, increase compassion in people and what that looks like and what are the best ways to do it. And Tupkin Jimpa, the Dalai Lama's interpreter, has been long involved. And I asked him one of the first times he and I were hanging out, stuck in traffic together at rush hour. I said, Jimpa, what's the most important takeaway for mindfulness for the students of our courses? That that they can realize thoughts are thoughts. Meaning that they don't have to believe everything they think. And it comes back to what we were talking about. We construct our world based on our perspective and we can reconstruct it if our current situation isn't working for us, there's a lot we can do with our own mindset. You know what? What's so powerful about what you just said is I think so many of us identify with our thoughts as being us, like they're who we are. And if we really started stepping back from it just a little bit and started looking at really most of our thoughts come from conditioning. You know, they come from what we, you know, what we hear from our culture and our parents and this and that. And when you start to realize, like, how many of these thoughts are really my original thoughts, you probably find like a minuscule percentage. And so now it becomes more just almost like a, a interesting study of how the culture affects one brain, one's brain <laughs> just to hear the thoughts that are going in your head. You don't get so attached to them and you don't get so attached to the emotions that they try to generate you and all of this stuff. Once you start to just step back and take that little lesson of detachment of like, okay, these are just thoughts and I can, I can be proactive in what I'm thinking in my head. Or I can be on automatic pilot. And it sounds to me like the takeaway here that I'm having with this conversation with you is be more mindful, be more present, be more proactive in your own experience, be more compassionate to yourself. It's really just an opportunity or an invitation to be like a researcher and step back from it, not be so invested in what's going on in our heads. So that's a very long walk to, I'm not even sure if there's a question in there, but if you, do you have a comment on that? Because I think what you're saying is really useful in a day-to-day practice. Now, I love how you just framed that. That's spot on from my perspective. And I think really consistent with research. Um, there's a metaphor maybe I'll throw into the mix that I love. I spent much of my 20s doing Tibetan Buddhist practice and meditation retreats. And one of my favorite metaphors that we use for the settling the mind meditation um, is seeing your thoughts like snowflakes landing on a lake and they just dissolve and they're beautiful. Like, I love that. That is, if you can get in the perspective of it's a display, even our most sort of neurotic thoughts have their own humor if we are if we don't have to believe that they're true. 
Oh my gosh, you have no idea. That just gave me goosebumps because you're right. Then it's not about resisting or rejecting your thoughts or naming them or judging them or saying they're awful. Everything's got its own beauty and just see it as here it goes. Easy in, easy out. Easy in, easy out. Here they come, here they go. And it, it, life just becomes more enjoyable. So I just could go on and on and on, Dr. Leah, but I guess what I'd like to do in closing is, can you offer any parting advice to people who are just starting this journey or people who are wanting to, to find out how this can help impact their happiness and their business and their lives? I love what you said, Dana, about taking this experimental view into our day-to-day lives. And so I would say just pick one small thing. It could be um, noticing your expression when you walk into a room or next time you find yourself caught in negative thinking, just seeing and saying in yourself, these are just thoughts. These are just thoughts. Either of those, and experiment. And if you forget to do it, then next time you remember, you can restart the experiment. No problem. Love that. I love that because it really is so easy. Go easy on yourself. This has been so fun. I've just enjoyed this so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I feel like I've found a new long lost friend. I've really enjoyed spending time with you. I love that. I feel the same. I feel the same way. It's really awesome. This is Dr. Leah Weiss. I'm Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. And thank you for being here too because you're attracted to this. You're listening to this because this is on your radar now. You're right here in this mix and in this sandbox with this. And chances are, if you're listening, you're probably one of the messengers of this as well because we are living at a different time now. This is the time where a lot of different elements that we used to consider separate are starting to come together. We're starting to live more wholly because we're starting to realize how we work and the value and importance of not only how we think, but how we react to what we think. You know, we, we've got choices to make now. We can be more intentional about our lives. We can step back from it a little bit. And you know what? That makes it a lot more enjoyable. You start to have more humor when you can step back and see this as a fun playground of experiments that we're all a part of. It's easier to laugh. It's easier to allow. And it's easier to build your business when you're in that allowing happy laughter state. And so you can start today. How do you start? Start paying attention to that expression on your face. That powerhouse tip alone, I promise if you do that all day today, come back and report on the Facebook page your results because I will bet you it brings you more money, grows your business, and brings you more happiness and fun and joy as we go along this path. And we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware. Bye, everybody. Gratitude, I think, is the greatest thing for moving you up the emotional scale. And happy speaks to opportunity. I can do whatever I want. It's my life. What would wake us up every morning with so much juice? I had such passion and I could see this vision.